Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today... For episode 51, that's right folks, 51 straight weeks, uh, and at the end of the show we'll make an announcement about our 52nd show. Um, today, super excited, uh, great owner-operator of Local Roots is Roy Liskey. Roy, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So am I, so am I. You got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, uh, what's going on in the Berg. So with that, Kevin, over at True Cannabis, Kevin, what's happening? Oh, not much. Same old, same old. Uh, kind of excited to talk to Roy. I've been hearing about uh, the local roots for a while, and uh, so I'm kind of uh, excited to dig into it and uh, learn some uh, some stuff about them. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, me too. And then uh, Tom Beller up in Kalkaska, who uh, has gotten to know Roy a little bit too. So, uh, Tom, what's yeah. happening in Kalkaska, man? Does the rain stop? Oh, the rain finally stopped, man. We can put the boats away and drive our vehicles to work. Ryan, we need to make sure we have a conversation before these shows to make sure we're not twinsies. But hey, yeah, it's for a good cause, man. For sure. Yeah. Did yeah. I did can't I miss tell, the promo tell. pack or something? Everybody's got the yeah. local root stuff. I'm stuck with relief over here, Tom. I got you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We'll get you yeah. one, Kevin. <laughs> So, uh, a little bit longer introduction, I little, little, I actually met Roy uh, about 15 years ago, and uh, 16 years ago, I, when I was a, a young lad in my mid-20s, I bought my first home up on Lake Victoria in Langsburg, and uh, um, it, it, hard to believe, but I was a little wild back then, uh, and I uh, definitely did a lot of partying and met a lot, and made a lot of friends in the community, um, lifelong friends, and uh, Roy was at uh, a few of my parties, he tells me. So, uh, <laughs> so we met. We met back then, and then uh, you know, uh, right? I, I left Lanesburg in 2008 at the end, uh, and then uh, really, um, right when I left Lanesburg, that's when my marijuana, uh, medical marijuana journey uh, started. But got back uh, at Prop One. Uh, uh, we were celebrating at the Lansing Center, uh, Roy. His uh, uh, fiance Caitlin uh, and mom and dad Rhonda and John were all there, and we talked. I didn't remember much of it. Uh, we were having a really good time, um, but then uh, you know John and uh, uh, continued to, and Rhonda followed up and wanted to, you know, uh, pick my brain and uh, offered me a free lunch at Soup Spoon and uh, possibly some uh, some some Bloody Mary. So I never turned that down and. Uh, Went out and, and uh, met met with the group and the family and found out what they were doing in Lanesburg and uh, which I was super pumped up about because my last two years there I had the cops called on me nine times never got arrested and I wanted to come back and uh, uh, sell sell cannabis in the town that I used to get the cops called on me all the time on so I was super excited and uh, I told Roy first things first you know introduce him to people um, like Tom Tom Beller and some of the other brands and. Roy listened to me probably better than anyone on like, hey, there's these brands, you know, like be careful. They're doing this and that's been battling for years. And uh, Roy really took that to heart. And uh, I know he's uh, happy that he did that now with all the MCMA stuff coming out. But 
Um, it's been awesome. It's a true, true, uh, like, grassroots. It's family-owned completely. The family's running it. And, uh, um, and they got, you got a couple of other great employees that's a, a great asset. But then it's also, oh, locally owned. And it was so much fun being up there on Vendor Day. Of, um, your, the customers that came in, I've never had a better reception of everybody being educated and knowing about my brand. And uh, um, just super excited uh, to hear some of the stories and how you got there. I think it's cool what you're doing, what the future holds, and uh, and yeah, take it take it from there, please. Uh, tell us about how you and your family, uh, you know, growing up there, and then uh, uh, what brought you back to, to opening a store in your hometown. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and thanks again for all the connections you've uh, shared with us. It was uh, that lunch at the Soup Spoon really uh, paid off, so uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really great to reconnect with you. So, um, like, our family's uh, connection with cannabis kind of dates back to the 70s. So my parents were were hippies back in the day, and they had a head shop in downtown Flint called the Touch Boutique. And uh, they sold waterbeds and exotic plants and tapestries and and, uh, smoking accessories. So um, fast forward 40 years, and... Uh, 2008, uh, my mom became a caregiver, and um, by that time I was highly interested in cannabis. So, uh, and uh, you know, just finishing up high school, went off to um, MSU. Uh, actually, uh, studied their uh, at their College of Agriculture uh, for a couple years, still until I started looking at internships and like. Iowa and Nebraska, and I said, um, maybe this isn't my angle into uh, uh, like a cannabis grow. That was kind of my my goal. I wanted to manage a large scale cannabis grow, and um, and yeah, so I switched my degree to uh, hospitality business, and that got me out to Colorado in 2014. Um, I did an internship at a hotel in Aspen, Colorado, had a ton of fun and got to see um, legalization and what that looked like from a consumer's point of view. And it was really exciting and it piqued my interest. Um, Spent a few years in Colorado. um, And then when uh, in 2018, my fiance and I heard about Prop 1 and we put our two weeks notice in and made sure we were back to Michigan in time to cast our ballots uh, in favor of Prop 1. And and yeah, and then the rest is history. Langsburg opted in and we moved back with the intention of getting into the industry somehow. And it just, doors opened up and the planets aligned and we were able to do it. And and we're just so thankful for for people like yourselves uh, who've been fighting hard to make it inclusive uh, for small businesses, for my family to have the opportunities we've had. And um, yeah, we're just really appreciative for you guys paving the way. Well, thanks. Thanks, Roy. And, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, what you guys are doing is like what what it's all about. There's uh, there's another uh, a similar story kind of happened in Kasopolis where my family grew up, a local younger guy got him opted in and that's those are the stores that I'm always going to support, and that's what makes Michigan unique. So thanks, thanks for that. 
but I'm really impressed with the way you're running your store, how you're marketing, how you're working with the community. It's as good as I've seen, and obviously your hospitality background has played a major part in that, but also um, you know, your mom's got a little PR background and just being intertwined. Tell us, uh, you know, first and foremost, like your philosophy with your the retail and then what you're doing with the community because uh, I'm excited. I actually uh, want to come up there next Friday to, to, to hang out and uh, watch everything. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so kind of like the involvement um, in the community and their reaction um, has been surprisingly well. Um, so my family's lived in Langsburg for over 40 years and um, we've got a history of community involvement. My mom having that green thumb, uh, she led an after school program for 10 years, uh, more than 10 years. It was a horticulture club um, in the courtyard of the old middle school. So everybody in the community knows my mom from that. And we, uh, we have deep roots in the community. Um, and you know uh, we know a lot of the council members uh i went to school with a lot of their children so i think it eased their minds knowing that we were the ones setting up shop and they know that we will act with um the community's uh, best interests in mind um so and the what about some of the yes what about some of the marketing stuff you did with uh the local restaurants and the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, we've been trying to get um, people to come to Langsburg. I mean, people have been driving to Langsburg from surprising distances. Um, one because we've got brands like Redemption and Real Leaf that you can't get at every store, and two because uh, it, uh, because we have competitive pricing. We're not price gouging, and we're bringing people in. And we also want them to stick around and have lunch in our town. We want we want to bring everybody up together. So um, this month we've run a really popular program. Uh, you get ten percent off your entire order um, store wide if you uh, bring in a receipt from a local restaurant. Um, so that's been really great. Um, awesome. And then we're also sponsoring four uh, concerts this summer. Um, so one is starting uh, July 9th. It's uh, it's one of my favorite bands, uh, Root Doctor, um, sponsored by Local Roots. So we've got roots in common. But uh, <laughs> but uh, like the guitar player, they've been around for 32 years. They're one of Lansing's most iconic bands, and this is actually going to be the first show of their farewell series. So they're you know hanging up their their oh, gear calling it quits man that's too bad yeah but um but they're doing one last hoorah and it you know we, we're very connected with them the guitar player bill malone was my uh guitar teacher growing up and they've been close family friends and so that's july 9th from seven to nine there'll be food trucks and a whole big thing in mcclintock park in langsburg but make sure you come to langsburg before that because from four to seven, we're gonna have real leaf in the house. Uh, Kristen's gonna be there doing a, a raffle and giving out some real leaf swag, and we're gonna run 20% off all real leaf products. And it'll be a great time Friday, July 9th. I think it's a, a week from Friday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is actually part of the 
LBCA, uh, Langsburg Business Community Association, invited us to sponsor a concert, but we didn't want to stop there. So we were sponsoring an additional three concert series um, in the same park. Langsburg just got this really cool amphitheater. Um, and so we're going to take advantage of it and provide some, some good music for the people of Langsburg. And actually, the Helping Friendly Hemp Company is uh, signed up to sponsor, cover half of all the bands. So uh, that was that was really great of them. Um, yeah, so, and then as far as like the philosophy in the store, uh, kind of, uh, you know, our, our mission sa- statement is simple. It's quality products at a reasonable price. And um, I think we've been able to compete with some of the bigger uh, stores on price, which was something I was worried about. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that they have high interest loans and they have a board of executives, which is probably very well paid. Um, uh, you know, they've got lawyers and accountants all in house and we're just kind of uh, trying to do it, you know, the opposite. So uh, we've got uh, no in-house lawyers and accountants. It's mostly <laughs> family that works there. Um, I'm bud tending, ordering, and I'm doing QuickBooks, you know, we're doing uh, doing everything in-house, trying to keep costs low and then um, working on developing relationships with uh, with people like yourselves um, to make sure that we always have a constant supply, really good quality, um, very selective with the products we choose. So I want people to trust our recommendations and our stamp of a approval, I think it means something to our customers. So um, I'm not blindly recommending things. I'm trying things before they hit the shelves. I don't want to overwhelm our customers with too many options. So I want to sort through all the BS for them and find, you know, the best products and the best values. So, uh, so yeah, kind of in, in each section, you'll see we've got like the craft flower of Real Leaf Solutions and True Cannabis, um, M&M Agriculture, Redemption. And um, and then we're like looking to source smalls. So we have something for somebody who just needs a gram for six bucks until they get through to their next paycheck. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of people in my town have told me that they felt priced out of dispensaries. And um, we wanted to make sure there's a price point for everybody. So, I mean, even down to our glass, we've got local Lansing made glass, but we've also got a cheap mass produced $5 pipe if that's what you need, you know? That's awesome. Hey Roy, it's Kevin over at True Cannabis. Uh, it's, it's good to finally get the chance to talk to you and, and meet you. Um, I was just curious, you had mentioned uh, the, the city of uh, Langsburg and, and their involvement, what, what you got going on seemed to be supporting it pretty well. Um, did you did you guys have any issues um, trying to get them to opt in? Uh, were you part of that process? Tell me about the the uh, you know the uh, was there a competition on getting licenses in Langberg? Do they have growing there processing? Uh, what's the story? Okay, so um, they've opted in for originally they just opted in for retail stores and processing, and um, my family approached them uh, to get them to. Uh, consider opting in for a micro business um, and that's kind of the route we thought we were going to go until we found out that there's um, 
a bunch of limiting factors uh, and and the labor would have been crazy to try to grow 150 plants, process it all, make our own gummies and our own oils and everything. We wanted to be able to sell other people's brands. So we decided to go with the retail license. They ended up um, taking away the micro business license after we decided we didn't want it. Um, they, uh, they changed that part of the ordinance and rolled that back. They don't allow growing. And there was um, a competitor, but it was just a real estate development uh, guy trying to do a real estate flip. And um, I think, uh, well, the application period's closed now. Um, and we haven't seen any progress, so I think we may have uh, scared them off or something. I wouldn't want to open up next year now. <laughs> That's incredible. Hey, speaking of micro businesses, as a side note, maybe I'm mistaken, but isn't the first micro business in the state in Onaway up for sale? It is. It is. Yeah. Um, it is. I mean, maybe it's not the best spot to, to have it. Um, sure. Micros, as, as we, uh, that would have been interesting. Roy would have been a, you know, a, a chance at a micro business succeeding, but good, good decision on that was, that's part of the big, uh, fight that, uh, the MCMA hates micro businesses. For some reason, they think it's a huge competition to them. I don't think it adds to the culture. No. Um, so, you know, we almost had it to where there was going to be, uh, 150 flowering plants and, you know, that they went, they went nuts on that. So that's been going on and been, been bugging me, but you're right. So the Lanesburg would have been a cool spot for a micro business, yeah. man. And then you could add a, a lounge, uh, any, any, uh, you got a lot going there. Um, any ideas on, um, uh, cannabis events or a lounge in, in the future? Well, there's certainly uh, some real estate uh, that's vacant right downtown Langsburg, so I'd love to see that. Um, and uh, as far as uh, or, um, events, I was looking into that. Uh, I know Tom and I had talked, because uh, one of my favorite bands is uh, Echoes of Pink Floyd, and uh, we'd love to see those guys in Langsburg sometime, um, maybe for a consumption event. So. Maybe in the years to come, um, I briefly looked at some of the restrictions and requirements, and I believe there was language in the law about not having consumption visible to um, the public. And so with that venue, unless we put like a big tall fence with uh, with like- um, Smoke box a tent. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> You have to live stream into a tent and have, yeah, exactly, basically a smoke box. And <laughs> we have, I've discussed it ad nauseum uh, with regards to events. It's, uh, it's, it's a little tricky. There's a reason why people have said they're going to have one and then they don't happen. Yeah. So until somebody well, puts their neck out, then. Yeah, it seems kind of funny that you can have a, a festival and that people are drinking alcohol at. Uh, but if you have a, you know, a marijuana concert, you got to put up a tall fence that you can't see through, I guess. <laughs> or you have to make the whole event uh, 21 and over. Yeah. And then you have to black out the, the event from the public. So. Yeah. Yeah, something to look into for the future. I'm sure it's not for too, sure. too expensive to rent a, a fence or whatever. Oh, we can make it happen. I guarantee you that. Uh, it's a nice venue, so I, um, I'm not sure if you... If you're sending uh, or 
a representative for uh, vendor day. I'm looking into it, the. I'm looking into the date. We'll see if I can make it down. I'd come love on, to come it out. <laughs> oh, I, I think know. You can't get me out of my cave. <laughs> I'm gonna be there. I like it too. Uh, much. If you come down, you come down. I'm there. Okay. We'll talk later. <laughs> Not, back uh, back to business. <laughs> I wanted to ask you uh, really quick. Um, as a uh, small business owner and a family-owned business owner, I really enjoyed meeting your family the first time we met. Uh, we hit it off. You know, was, you know, you guys are amazing people. And we're like, yeah, absolutely want to do business with people like you and only business with people like you because we cannabis can be a success story for mom and pops. But my question to you, we are not on Weed Maps as a brand. We have not paid the piper, so to speak. Uh, how how are you guys navigating the whole weed maps and pay to play type situation? That's kind of that kind of happens. So, um, you know, honestly, I think most people use Google uh, to find their uh, closest dispensary. You know, uh, at least we've seen. At first, we weren't even on Google because uh, we couldn't get our address verified. Um, but as soon as Google, we got our Google business page straightened out we saw growth like that. Um, and so we're not ruling out weed maps in the future, but they want way sure. too much money for it. Um, Dutchie has been a good platform. We get, you know, uh, a good percentage of our business is online orders that we fill for in-store curbside pickup. Um, and I'm guessing people are finding us through Google and then ordering on our uh, web, web menu, uh, which is Dutchie embedded in our website um but you know i think word of mouth is really um you know working its magic for us we've got a cozy environment um and the positive guest experiences are you know trying to kind of helping us grow you know we didn't want it to feel like a diamond store um we we try to uh, meet people where they're at when they come to the store and um and make it an educational experience and, and make them feel comfortable um, so that they can ask any question that they're curious about. Because uh, a lot of times we see people uh, are kind of um, uncomfortable when they're talking about something they have limited knowledge in and they're afraid to ask questions, but we want them to ask questions. We want to make it a personal experience. And I really do think that the word of mouth has been our, uh, our biggest uh, point of growth. That's awesome, man. So, Roy, what's the future look like for uh, Local Roots? Um, do you guys, you mentioned cultivation earlier. You guys thinking about maybe dipping your toe in that or uh, more dispensaries? What, what What's that look like for you? Well, um, you know, I think the, the plan, right, was to move back from Colorado and find a, find a job in the cannabis industry. And we kind of, we didn't, you know, um, necessarily see ourselves in the position we're in. So there's, I, I guess what I'm saying, trying to say is, I don't really want to get ahead of my skis too much. If just this, we're kind of content with how this is going. It's been a blast. Um, we've got a great team up there. Um, some of our coworkers, Zach, Alexa, and Jay, we just have a good vibe. Um, we're having a lot of fun. And we don't want it to feel like work too soon, you know what I mean? Um, but years down the road, I could see um, maybe getting a class A um, or something if, if the township where I live opts in. Um, 
but I mean, I'm con- completely content carrying the uh, the brands we're carrying, and people love it. You know, don't fix it if it's not broken, and uh, it seems to be working. So uh, we we do ex- um, hope to expand and do delivery. Um, East Lansing was high on our radar. You know, fifty thousand uh, college age students. Uh, we know a lot of them smoke cannabis, um, but uh, I just heard from somebody, well, I guess that you have to, you can only deliver to somebody's physical address that's listed on their driver's license. And nobody, when they go to college, changes their driver's license address to East Lansing. So I think that's going to be out. And then from talking with a few other dispensary owners, it seems like uh, people are saying there's not... Um, a huge demand for delivery yet. I think probably part of that is uh, people have their expectations set like a pizza delivery, right? Like I'm going to place my order. It's going to be here in an hour. But um, logistically, if, I don't know if you've ever ordered delivery. I have a few times just to you know see what the process is like. And it either shows up seven or eight hours later or the following day. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why they're you know, people aren't seeing a ton of delivery. But I think we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Um, we actually uh, won a uh, delivery plan at a redemption fundraiser and uh, from covert <laughs> law firm. So we nice. got it ready to submit to the state. And uh, we'll probably be doing that in the next month or two. Very cool. I'll, uh, I'm excited. I'll order... Uh... I'm, I'm going to be ordering delivery from you. I haven't ordered it yet. I'm excited to. So, um, you know, I, we were on the phone yesterday. I was excited letting you know uh, we got my orange kush cake coming uh, for sale next week. And then also uh, my lilac diesel to be, uh, to uh, we're going to have to go head to head with Real Leaf and uh, have a lilac diesel off, which will be fun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm making sure um, that uh, Local Roots always gets it. Uh, so um, I can order from delivery too. It's not partially selfish, but no, I'm excited about that. But we also got, uh, we launched our RSO last week and you guys, uh, of course, um, we really tried to help the, uh, the real caregiver-esque stores that preach it. How has that gone? And uh, what are uh, some of the maybe experiences? Uh, anybody take too much yet? And how are you uh, teaching about that? Well, we're talking about rice a lot. Um, how big of a grain of rice size RSO um, dot is, you know? And so I tell people to kind of, you know, test the waters with a, a grain of rice size, right? Um, well, some people, you know, are familiar with regular rice. And then some people are familiar with the long grain rice, yeah. you know, that, that wild rice. Rice crispy. No long grain on it. <laughs> I've had some people come back to the shop with really red eyes, uh, but big smiles. So, uh, so that's good. And then, um, you know, actually last week I was listening to, is it Chris at uh, farmhouse? Yep. Um, he, you know, this whole past week I've been reflecting on what he said and, uh, how the number one, if somebody's coming in and buying 10 packs of gummies or something like that, um, it's a really nice, uh, upsell to say, hey, maybe get some RSO. Maybe it'll, it's a little better bang for your buck. It'll last you a little bit longer. Um, so 
Obviously, we know there's a strong demand among cancer patients and chronic pain patients, um, and we've got RSO for them, but we're also trying to uh, to get the rest of the world on RSO because it's it's some good stuff, and, um, and, and it's full spectrum too. So you get yep. the terpenes and the minor cannabinoids and strain-specific. People love the the pineapple express being high in cbg and and so you know if if that's their favorite strain to smoke um you know put some on a little my favorite is a little ritz cracker with some peanut butter you know some rso and then a little bit another cracker with peanut butter and (laughs) there you go (laughs) nice nice you uh you touched on the the strains uh specific and full spectrum uh you guys have been doing a great job of educating your customers about single our single source live resin carts you want to talk about how you do that so any other retailers that carry it out there listen to this (laughs) (laughs) well we just kind of uh i mean people are curious right so uh what makes this cart different than this cart uh we, we talk about the process a lot that it's made with fresh frozen um that it's a cold hydrocarbon extraction process that you know pulls out the the terpenes um and it's you know they they're flavorful they taste like the strain should taste and you reap a lot of the strain specific benefits um we've actually got uh uh some of your instagram pictures printed out in our shop as tools to educate people on terpenes um the real leaf solutions uh you guys are listing the top three dominant terpenes for each strain and uh redemption's doing that too for their single source live resin carts and we're just hitting print and laminating it and and it makes our jobs really easy i wish everybody would do that um so would we (laughs) it's frustrating when growers don't test for terpenes um because we're really trying to um Right. Everybody wants to know, how's this going to make me feel? And like Tom always says, we don't have a crystal ball and everybody reacts differently. Everyone's endocannabinoid system is different. So, um, so the terpenes are, are the best roadmap. If you look at the top three dominant terpenes, at least uh, from my experience, you can get a pretty good idea of what the buzz is going to be like. And, um, and yeah, so I, th- I think it's great information. I think people love it. You plant a seed and then they come back asking more questions. Um, and now next thing you know, you've got a, a small town full of educated cannabis consumers. And um, and then there's a few people that come in and they are content with the amount of cannabis knowledge that they have and they don't want to learn anything new. And those people, we just, you know, let them kind of steer the ship. No, <laughs> oh, uh we got an event coming up. I'm super excited about the third annual uh, MICIA Summer Annual. Uh, I was there the first one when I was uh, the director of business development and uh, got to do it. And then last year we got to go, um, really the only event in the pandemic, it kind of cleared a little and we got approval and did it outdoors and uh, um, got to enjoy that from, uh, from uh, you know, uh, a member side. And this year, it sounds like it's going to be nuts. Um, it's sold out and there's so many people coming so many professionals and people are really pumped up about it but roy you were up there last year uh what was your experience like with it and kind of how did that help you do what you're doing now oh it was great it was it was 
crucial. Um, that was right around the time we took you out to the soup spoon and, and we were kind of sweating bullets. We bought a building and uh, didn't really know if we were going to be able to pull this thing off. Um, and so it was kind of a scary time. And one of the things that was um, reaffirming was meeting people in the industry to know that we were going to have products on our shelves. One of my fears was it's going to be all vertically integrated, uh, big corporations and they're, they're going to want to give me a really high price. And so then I have to charge more to my customers and you know, how can you compete with a scaled company, especially when you're not taking it from seed to sale. But what we found at the MICIA uh, summer event was that there's a lot of small businesses in this industry, thankfully. And uh, and we met Tom and we met, we met a lot of people up there. We met our insurance guy. We met, uh, you know, our accountant and, you know, banking people. It's like, it's a one-stop shop for everyone you need to meet to open a dispensary. And so that resource was huge. And, and then, I mean, it was great to meet Robin and, um, and thank her for all the activism that she's done. You know, um, I, I wish I would have been here back in, in 16, you know, when, when the stuff was going down and, and you guys were advocating, um, you know, for, a, a fair and equitable set of rules. Um, I feel a little bit late to the table. You know what I mean? I did cast my vote in favor of Prop 1, but uh, but I just, I'm so thankful that you guys paved the way for my family to be able to be, get into this industry. And we're here now and we're here to help. So uh, happy to be part of the MICIA and uh, happy to help however we can. Yeah, I think the MICIA is a great example of how a cannabis community can work and responsible business ownership. Uh, there's been a lot of negativity surrounding cannabis business and uh, with this whole MCMA thing with, uh, you know, whole us and them type attitude that uh, that's going around and rightfully so. If people people's rights are being taken away or feel squashed, they're going to push back, you know, but it's just... The truth is it can it can be done right and it's awesome to see uh your family doing the right thing and you know we're gonna continue to support you guys any way we can and you know we appreciate you so much well the feelings mutual we appreciate you yep you know uh roy what you talked about there is you know um and we've we've mentioned it and and i'm pretty really passionate about um you know there uh it's probably good it's cool that you have that i mean guilt that uh Hey, I wasn't here for it because like you'll be the next ground of people stepping in now and 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 carrying the torch and you know adding to the army. We need we need people that have that sense of almost um, mission on it because that's that's how we got started. Like we were otherwise you're, you're either cra you're partly crazy and and you have to have that in you to get in this ten years ago. Um, so you know I recognize that so we're talking about doing a fundraiser it's gonna be very very uh, fun and exclusive and be marijuana industry I want to talk about it too much but you got a you got a cool part of history in your family uh, with your barn uh, just give a give a little bit of history about that and for the people that are listening put it on your radar I might be calling you for uh, a fundraiser that involves 
uh, wild blues, uh, you know, uh, and some other stuff, and it's going to be feel like you're 150 years ago back in the woods and you know jamming. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, our barn has hosted barn parties for nearly 30 years. Um, it's uh, you know tapestries on the walls and uh, you know retired music instruments. You know, it's got a it's got a nice vibe to it, and we're a huge uh, blues family. Um, my mom and I are both uh, dabble uh, in, in music, and and we've got a ton of friends in the Capital Area Blues Society, and um, so we bring a different band every year and have a big uh, a blues party, and um, we actually haven't used the barn in a few years because of uh, COVID and this and that so yeah it would be it'd be cool to set something up and and like i said uh we're here to help well that's uh i'm excited about it and uh we'll talk more about that and uh, i just wanted to kind of tease that a little bit because you know there's going to be capacity but uh anyone that went to the last fundraiser we did and, and enjoyed it we gotta we gotta try to one-up it so that is that is the goal uh, with that, man, Roy, uh, it's almost almost two o'clock. We got some uh, hard outs here. Didn't realize it was that late. Could keep talking. Had a great time as always. Um, with that, I wanted to let uh, yeah, Kevin and Tom uh, say goodbye here. Uh, Kevin, any uh, last thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's been uh, good talking to you, Roy. Uh, getting to know about your uh, your business, local roots. Um, it sounds like you guys are uh, doing things the right way. Ryan's been talking about you for uh, for a while now. Um, and so, like I said, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm glad that you guys are doing things the right way. Uh, Ryan mentioned, uh, um, you know, uh, it's nice to have uh, new energy coming into the movement. Um, you know, we've been fighting at it for a long time and we need the, the, the next people to, to help boost it over the top and, and people with your motivation, I, I think are gonna be a great help. So I uh, appreciate you uh, coming on the show today, talking about yourself and uh, I wish you all the best, buddy. Thanks, Kevin. Tom. Yeah, man. Hey, Roy, it's uh, been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely gonna try my damnedest to get down there now on the 9th for sure. Um, one thing, if you want to switch spots, you wanted to manage a cultivation facility. I've always wanted to manage a provisioning center, so maybe we could make that happen sometime. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I hope Video I get it. an invite. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I hope I get an invite to the barn party, and uh, you guys keep kicking butt, and uh, we'll do the same for you. Sounds good, man. Maybe that could be a new TV series where uh, growers and dispensary owners switch spots for a week, you know. There you go. <laughs> I definitely you. watch that. Hey, uh, Roy, any final any final thoughts or words? Well, just thanks for having me on the show. And, uh, yeah, it means a lot helping us uh, get the word out. Uh, appreciate you rocking the local Roots gear. It looks good on you. And uh, <laughs> let me know if we can do it again. You got it, yeah, Roy. This is uh, <coughs> I knew we'd uh, we'd uh, probably go long uh, just once we get talking. But um, for me, like I look at cannabis right now as really for it's it's what's it's a it's what to me the American dream is all about. Like uh, you know, like uh, it was illegal, we got to make it legal. 
Um, and small business owners normally don't get the chance that we get, but the way this market and the way the laws have worked and the way the knowledge is, like Roy mentioned, like these companies are debt ridden, bad deals, uh, overvalued, um, didn't understand the product. So this is an industry where the little guy right now in Michigan, I think has a big advantage. Um, and you can run it, you run a, you're running a profitable business and learning it and doing it from the ground up, man. So excited uh like uh like these guys said keep care like uh we need a whole new generation to push us uh you know we had that with tim beck and adam brooke and chuck ream and john sinclair and all that so we need we need to keep it rolling so with that thank you roy and uh i'll, I'll be up there seeing you soon and looking forward to the night so I'll see oh before we go next week is our uh our year anniversary we did it 52 straight weeks uh, and uh um Really appreciate that and appreciate Martin Waymeyer uh, that helps us do that, Nate and Josh. But um, we have a great guest next week. We're going to have the uh, Attorney General of Michigan on, Dana Nessel. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty cool that, uh, you know, you got an acting sitting AG willing to go on a podcast with a bunch of criminals and stoners. So um, I'm excited. So with that, well, uh, we'll see everyone next week. See you guys. See you. The Smoking Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.